Why is it not? Oh. I left the city, I've been browsed. Treading water that they drown. I head on a swivel. Yeah. It's only really my surroundings. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Smash Accept podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore DadFF. And we're bringing it back old school. You know, what we're all about here is, is diagnosing your trades. And I brought on two guys. Obviously, Mung's here every week. And we got Jesse this week. So how are you guys doing tonight? Are you guys ready to chop up some trades? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Before we do that, Mung, we're going to talk about first round draft picks today. I mean, we're going to talk about what you guys should be doing with your first round picks, who are some trades that we can make, and we're going to diagnose all your trades. But I know you have some big things coming out, not just on the first round today, but your second round release. Yeah, a lot coming out at Fantrax. Uh, you can find my Superflex rookie rankings. Both rounds one and two are out now. Uh, I just updated my top 200 dynasty rankings for one quarterback and super flex format. So those are also on fan tracks uh, coming out on Friday. I've got a few big name cells that you might want to think about in dynasty. And then finally, uh, you know, you guys can always hit me up on Twitter with questions. Uh, you can find me at FFA underscore Mung. That's M E N G. So much going on. Jesse even just popped out of here. You know, let's get, let's get Jesse back in. Once Jesse was so excited about all that, he just had he had to step out for a second. All right, you guys can tell how excited I am to talk rookie picks because I kind of skipped some of the intro there. But once again, welcome back, Jesse, to the Smash Accept podcast. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me again. I love being on here, and I can't wait to talk rookies and picks and trades. This is the this is the best episodes, man. I love these. And, and I got a trade alert right now. I got to jump in right off. I mean, we're going to talk about all of our listener leagues, but Smash Accept is in the Ultimate Podcasters Dynasty League um, in the second one. And I made some trades today. You know, I got excited. We got some new guys in there. Um, Anthony from the Dynasty Drive. We got our boy um, Jeremy. His his new podcast is in there. And we got a lot of great guys in there. With But Today's trade, I've been talking with Tim Torch from Under the Helmet for a couple of days now, and we started out with the 110 and Jalen Hurts for Alvin Kamara. You know, he really wanted a running back. He was trying to get in there, and I only have one quarterback. So then we got it down to Jalen Hurts and the 106. I said, not not quite happening. So I got him all the way up to Jalen Hurts and the 104. So I talked to Anthony from the Dynasty Drive, which, by the way, those guys, you got to check them out. Great podcast. You know, they just joined in the league. I talked to him. I was like, yo, I really want Antonio Gibson. What do you want? So I end up taking that 104, flipping it for Gibson, and basically out of the deal, you know, getting Jalen Hurts and Antonio Gibson. Threw in Irv Smith, so he threw in Adam Thielen, but basically getting things rolling again, you know, trying to trade some of the picks, get that, that, that whole rookie fever going. Tonight's podcast is just going to be about you guys. You know, we have some great trades that you guys sent in. You know, I put a tweet out there and we have 25 trades get sent in. I mean, I, I know everybody's got that rookie fever. Everybody wants to buy them picks. And guys, when it comes to your first round picks, I mean, how do you like to look at things? We'll start you, with you, Jesse, first. You know, do you break things into tiers? How do you have your top 12? And why don't you talk to us a little bit about this rookie class before we jump in? 
Yeah. So when I'm when I'm looking at this class, man, I, I like to break it down into tiers for sure. You know, I have my elite tier and then I have basically everybody else who's in the tier that I feel comfortable drafting. And then after that spot, which is in non superflex, um, it's 10 for me, basically. Um, and then superflex, it gets a little bit bigger, maybe down to, you know, 203 ish. Um, but yeah, so and then basically I try to jump into that tier or hope that one of my guys fall out, you know, if maybe someone likes, uh, you know, Elijah Moore a little bit and jumps up and grabs him. And then one of my guys fall to me at, you know, 111. So that's the way I kind of look at it. You know, if I could jump into the top 10 this year, that's kind of where I want to be. It was kind of same last year, actually. It was 10 guys I felt super comfortable with in a, you know, non-super flex. And, um, you know, that's kind of where I go about it. Yeah, and we're going to use Mung's um, rankings here a lot for today, but I want to I want to jump into mine real quick before we do that. Is I, I agree with you. I think there's that elite tier, and I have four guys. I have Trevor Lawrence is a, in his own tier. He's in a tier by himself because we can't – if you don't have the 101 by now, you're not affording it. You know, it's going to cost you a boatload. But in tier two, I have Fields, Harris, and whoever that San Francisco quarterback is. So for me – if that's Mac Jones, he's in there. If that's Trey Lance, he's in there. I put him in that second tier. But if it's not Fields, I have Harris as my number two overall player. So if Fields isn't the guy in San Francisco, you know, I'm moving Harris as my 102 overall. And that's that's my, my top four in there. Then I move on to that next tier, tier three. And this is a little bit bigger tier, but this is the top eight. This is where I want to be. Right now, as far as Superflex, I want to be in the top eight because you got Jamar Chase. You got Wilson, you got Lance, you got Jones, and you got Pitts. And I'm seeing Pitts in a lot of drafts. You know, people are mocking him all the way up to three, four in Superflex, you know. So we're moving into that tier. And then tier four is is no slouch either. I mean, you got Etienne and, and Javante Williams. You got Smith and you got Waddle, you know. So that top 12 is pretty nice. I'm really trying to get into that top eight. And if not, I'm going to start shopping and see where we're at. But don't do that until you're on the clock. I see so many people, you know, we have 25 trades here. You guys know we've been saying it on Smash Except for the last two years. That pick will not be worth more than when you're on the clock. So if you're trading it ahead of time, you're potentially losing out on some value. Mung, why don't you talk to us about your top 12 here, break it into your tiers a little bit, and then we'll jump right into these trades. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm with you in that the top eight for me uh, are kind of the premier picks in this class, and that includes the five quarterbacks and then Chase, Harris, and Pitts of the non-quarterbacks. Although the more the more that I look at the Alabama games, the more I'm tempted to put Jalen Waddell into that tier. So that top eight or nine picks, I think, is probably where you want to be in this class. Uh, as for where you know those players specifically fall in that top eight or nine, I think landing spot is still going to shift those guys around quite a bit. But uh, unlike you, I have whoever goes to San Francisco locked in as my number two pick in Superflex. Yeah, I'm just not a huge Mac Jones guy, but I mean, I get it. I know, and you you have him as your number two, and and I there's too many rumors out there to not think that's an option. You know, I love Fields. I'm not a huge Mac Jones guy. But like we we all kind of agree that there's that top eight and then there's the running backs kind of mixing in there. But for me, one thing I want to talk about is when you get to that end of that first round, what I like to do, and I, I do this every single year, is if I have 110, 111, 112, and I'm not sold on a guy, you end up trading for that 20. Now, right now we're talking about a 2022 20, first and some juice, you know, and I, I did that a bunch of times. Last year, where I had the 111, the 112, and I traded it for a 2021 20, first, 
plus a player, you know, so we're getting a guy that, that you really believe in. Plus you get a chance to possibly move up and you have a one in 12 chance. You have a much better chance of moving up out of that, you know, 10, 11, 12 range. Um, Jesse, do you have any kind of tricks of the trade when you're talking about, you know, moving around in the draft, trying to move into that certain area? We're all kind of in agreement. We want to be in that top eight or that top 10. When you get to 11 and 12, where it gets a little bit dicier, do you usually try to shop on the clock or how do you do things? Yeah, so um, I typically will either move back um, or I, I like to move up. I really don't like to sit there. Um, like you said, man, I'm I, I, not so much a fan of movement out of the draft um, per se. Maybe I like to try to hit like a more established player. Like, you know, I like LaVisca Chenault. I'm sure you guys all know that by now. You know, he's a guy that I kind of will target maybe at that spot. You know, T. Higgins is another guy. Maybe you can target, you know, people a little lower on him. You know, so you could target some maybe, um, you know, established players and then, you know, do that. But what I do love to do is, man, I love that like meaty, like uh, early second round. I love to jump into that spot. Like I trade a bunch of my thirds, some late seconds, and I like to jump up and grab, you know, whoever kind of fell out, um, you know, out of that top, you know, 12, 13, 14 picks. That, I love being aggressive in the middle second round. Um, I think you can find really good value because guys tend to drop and, you know, sometimes that happens, man. But, you know, like yeah, I, mean, I said, though, if I'm in this. like one. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, yeah, the same thing, man. If I'm in like 111 and I don't see anybody there, I'll try to move back or just trade it for an establisher that I kind of like. Yeah. And you're right. That second round gets juicy. I mean, last year, the second round, we were taking Antonio Gibson. And I saw Justin Jefferson sometimes fall into that second round. And just just so many guys where you couldn't go wrong. And this year's class, if you're not believing in those guys, I mean, we see Rondale Moore and, and Bateman and a lot of those guys falling into that second round. This could be another great class to load up on some wide receivers in the second round. Not really going to get any running backs. And that's why I see in most of these trades is people trying to trade in and get their running backs. So let's jump right into the first trade here, sent in by Nick Osborne at Nick Oz, OSB 969-70684. I think that's his phone number. Give him a call. Um, but he gave up the 111 and a 22 first for Sam Darnold and Chase Edmonds. Now he says he already has the 102, the 103, and the 107. Mung, I'm going to jump into you. You and I have been talking about you know buying Sam Darnold. We talked about it a little bit on the last podcast. I've been seeing – trades and I've been comfortable in that 203 to 205 range right now he's he bought Edmonds and Sam Darnold you know we'll just say this is he sent it in before the James Conner deal so let's say before that happens what do you think of this trade yeah and as we're going through these trades tonight we're I'm going to try and hit them real quick so we get in as many as possible but before we do that I just want to say that you guys know your league mates best right I know for a fact in some of my leagues that Jalen Waddle is going to be one of the top wide receivers taken because I know a couple GMs who really value 40 times. Uh, I know other drafts uh, guys are going to take Etienne and Javante Williams over any of the wide receivers because that's just how they draft. So as we're going through trade advice here, you know, keep in mind that you guys know best your league. So if you say, hey, I know this guy is going to be available at 1-5, that's why I'm trading for it, go for it. Um, all that being said, I think this is a bit of an overpay. 111 is about right for Darnold, given his upside. But, you know, even prior to the James Conner signing, I, I think I said on the last show that I expected them to take Gurley or Conner based on them taking a chance on A.J. Green. And that's exactly what happened. So, you know, a first was too much for Edmonds. I know I said that I would pay a first if they didn't sign anyone, but 
the expectation was that they always would. So, you know, get your guys, but I, I think this was definitely an overpay on his part. Yeah, I mean, I, I, he, he adds in here that he also has the 102, 103, and 107. Maybe it was, you know, take some firepower and go up there and get Trevor Lawrence or move that 22 first in the 107 to move up in, uh, move that way up a little bit further. Uh, I agree. You know, it's a little bit of an overpay. Obviously, this happened before the trade, so we're not going to spend a ton of time on this one. But if you want to get Sam Darnold, I'm seeing guys, yeah, I, I'm personally comfortable in that 203 range, you know, something early second um jesse are you willing to pay a first for sam darnold or are we kind of overpaying here a little bit in that range i mean what are you comfortable with yeah i'm with you um i think uh i i, I actually offered a 203 for him that's where i felt comfortable i had 201 i didn't love giving up 201 for him so 203 was kind of where i am but if you really need a quarterback uh, and you, you you're not going to maybe get the top five in this class so i could see you moving that 201 you know like um, Mung had said, you know, you, you know your roster, you know your league mates. So if you know that one of the quarterbacks is going to fall to maybe 201, then keep it. If you like, you know, Mac Jones or, you know, uh, Trey Lance, whatever, um, in that 201 spot. But if you think that you can't and you need the quarterback, then I'm okay with paying that. There's no problem with that. You know, it's quarterbacks. You need, you, you kind of have to pay for them, you know. How about, a, how about a 22 first? Because another one of our listeners at the FFB Tech he sent in that he got Sam Darnold. Now he sent in like five trades, but he got Sam Darnold for a 20, a late 22 first. And I, I believe I'm in on that. You know, I feel like that's something you can replace a lot easier. Yeah. I like that trade a lot more. I'm more, I'm more willing to move those 22 picks because like you said, you can kind of re gather them. Like you, you know, the million ways you can re uh, re up on a 22 uh, first. So yeah, I'm cool with that trade. Cause you know, you want to try to win the league now, you know what I mean? Like that is part of dynasty is, you know, you want to win. <laughs> exactly. Another fan of the show. And he sent in a lot of different trades. Um, it's Alex O at Alex O underscore FF. He sends in a trade where he receives Ronald Jones the 104, the 304, and the 411 for Russell Wilson, Sony Michelle. Is Sony Michelle still in the league? No. And the 307. So let, let's let's take out the 304 and the 307. Basically, what we're looking at here is the 104 and Ronald Jones for Russell Wilson. Um, Mung, we're talking about a super flex league here. Are you willing to give up on Russell Wilson at the 104 at this point? You know, he didn't put direction here. The first he traded to get um the 108 for Jalen Rager which I think is a good cash out you know especially because Rager hasn't really showed what he can do yet but then he goes and he, he gets the 104 um for Russell Wilson talk to me a little bit about that trade yeah I definitely think that's fairly cheap for Wilson and this is coming from a guy who has concerns about that Seahawks offense becoming more run heavy uh the possibility or the risk of Wilson getting traded in 2022 but you know, Ronald Jones, they re-signed Leonard Fournette. They added Giovanni Bernard. I, I don't see him playing an impact unless there are some injuries in that backfield. So I think this is pretty cheap for Wilson. And wh what was the Rager deal you said? Rager and 108. Yeah, I mean, that one pains me a little bit because you guys know how high I was on Rager coming into last year. But, you know, some really smart guys. I know J.J. Zacharyson over at Number Fire, uh, Drew, DF Bean Counter, They've both talked about rookies who disappoint uh, in their first years in the league and, you know, just lowering the odds for their long-term success. So given who you can get at 108, I would sell Rager for that pick. 
When it comes to super flex trades, just a rule that I've always gone by is if you're giving up a quarterback, you get a quarterback. So in this particular trade, you know, Alex, we, we give up Russell Wilson, you get the 104, which you might even you might draft a quarterback at 104, and that's fine. But in a deal like this, I'm I'm targeting a guy like like Sam Darnold, like Daniel Jones, like you know, a, a, another quarterback with that 104. So you have two chances here at it. You know, that way you get yourself. We all agree that that top four in this class is fantastic. But if you're giving up Russell Wilson, get another quarterback in advance. You know, are, are there any other quarterbacks you guys are really targeting in that range? You know, Daniel Jones was a guy that Ryan McDowell and I were talking about two or three weeks ago where it was like he broke our hearts. But there's a little bit of upside there with some of the weapons. Are there some young quarterbacks that might be forgotten that you guys might be buying on the cheap? Yeah, I mean, Gardner Minshew may get traded at some point this offseason. So I think he's a guy that you can get pretty cheap right now for, you know, as a throw in or maybe a third round pick. Um, and you guys know I'm a little bit lower on Fitzpatrick than the rest of uh, the dynasty community, it seems, in Washington. I do think that we may see Taylor Heineke uh, get a shot, assuming they don't draft anyone. So those are kind of fringe guys that you can get for basically nothing who may luck into a starting gig, even for, for just a few weeks. Jesse, are there any quarterbacks that you're out there targeting and the guy that you're trying to buy on the cheap when you're needing that super flex quarterback? Uh, I, I had that early. Um, I had targeted uh, Hertz before he got – before the um, Wentz deal. But Wentz is a guy I would even try to target. I, I kind of like, uh, yeah. you know, maybe taking a risk on him at maybe, you know, 109, you know, 110, 111, whatever it is. I know you're going to talk maybe a lower tier, but – you know, Wentz is maybe a guy that can have a nice little bounce back. He's, you know, getting back with his OC. You know, um, I'm sorry, not his OC, but um, they're bringing in a, the Chargers OC or, you know, um, quarterback coach. So I think maybe that can help him out. And, uh, you know, Indy does a really good job of building around their quarterback a little bit. You know, so, you know, hopefully maybe we can get a nice bounce back from him. But uh, Jalen Hurts was the guy that I was kind of targeting a lot. Um, and maybe throw a little bit of cheap love at Jordan Love, man. Maybe you can kind of get him on the cheap, cheap. You know, I don't know. There you go. Maybe something. I like it. Now our next trade is the kind of trade I love. This is the one I really want to break down here. Sent in by Arabian Sniper. He put, it's a 10-team, two-quarterback league. So a little bit more value, obviously, on the quarterbacks. Uh, he said the team's an absolute wagon. You know, I'm not really down with the kids' lingo. I don't know what a wagon is, but it sounds like it's good. <laughs> They're just missing an elite quarterback. So he trades the 108 and the 109, and he wrote, had to get fields. Now, you guys know I have fields at that two spot, especially if he goes to San Francisco. Mung, even if Mac Jones goes there at to San Francisco, we're looking at the 108 and the 109. And in your rankings, we're looking at Waddle and Lance. Would you give up Waddle and Lance to get Mac Jones or Justin Fields at that 102 spot if your team's a wagon and you need that quarterback? <laughs> Probably not. I think that's a little bit of an overpay. But, you know, given that we did get context for this deal, that their team is pretty looking pretty good. Um, if that's your guy, then I have no issue with it. I don't think it's an egregious overpay by any means. Yeah, I mean, if, if Justin Fields goes to San Francisco, I know we're, we're not going to do this debate back and forth between Fields and, and Jones too much. But if Justin Fields goes to San Francisco, I'm making this deal. You know, if my team's Jesse, have you ever heard of a wagon? <laughs> you know, is that I mean, I'm I'm in Amish country. It's a little bit more of a horse and buggy system, but you know, are if your team is just missing that second quarterback, right? And that's that's gonna put you over the top. Are you willing to give 108 and 109, or does that feel a little bit pricey to you? 
see, I am, but I don't know if Fields, not that I don't love Fields. I do. I think he's, you know, either QB two or three, whichever way you kind of put it with Wilson. I'm not huge on Mac Jones, but, you know, you can't deny if he goes to the 49ers. But if you're a second quarterback away, I'm not sure you're going to go with a rookie quarterback as your second quarterback to be away from. I think maybe you should target somebody, you know, like Russell Wilson, you know, somebody who can help you win right this second if you're trying to win the league now. I mean, I'm not telling you not to do the trade because it's, it's fairly, you know, it's a little bit of an overpay, but it's not much. Um, but, yeah, I'm just – I think maybe you, you need to get a, another quarterback also because I don't know how much you can rely on Fields in year one um, to be your number two quarterback. Yeah, it's tricky without seeing everything that's that's right there in front of you, but I'm on board with that. I mean, if your team is that it is that good, instead of going after Fields, take the 108 and the 109, and you know, with two good rookie picks, you know, 108, 109, that's that's solid territory. We said we want to be in the top ten. You're looking at being able to buy all but about maybe six or seven quarterbacks. You know, there's some guys there where you might be able to take. You know, at 108, Trey Lance might fall there. And at 109, you might be able to trade 109 for Carson Wentz. Now you have two shots at it. You know, you get Carson Wentz and then you got Trey Lance, who, you know, I think is going to have big things in the NFL. But, you know, we're, let's let's get into one where we totally agree with our listener, right? We haven't gotten there yet. The next one is sending from Andrew's self, self-depreciating Shuba. That's, that's a very interesting Twitter handle. He just did this one this morning. He said he moved back four spots. Gave up a 22 second to get Brandon Ayuk. So he gets Brandon Ayuk and the 109 for a 22 second and the 105. Uh, Jesse, I'm going to let you start on this one. You know, we've talked about Ayuk a lot on the podcast. We're moving from 105 to 109. So he's moving back four spots and then he's getting a wide receiver like Brandon Ayuk for a second round pick just to move back those spots. Yeah, you can't hate it, man. You're getting Ayuk. I don't love moving back, but, I mean, it's it's four spots, man. You're going to sit in that Bateman, you know, Waddle, Smith, uh, Etienne, sorry, his name drives me nuts, um, range. I mean, you're going to miss out on maybe Pitts, Fields. I mean, I'm good with the trade. It's fine. Completely good. You're getting Ayuk, who's probably, you know, just as good, if not better, than the majority of the receivers in this class. So, yeah, I'm cool with that. For sure. Absolutely. We got to see a little bit from Ayuk. And these are the kind of deals sometimes moving back. I mean, we don't usually suggest doing that now. But if you're moving back four spots and giving up a second round pick to get a player like Brandon Ayuk, who really excelled last year. um, What do you think here, Mung? I mean, you're you're a resident guy on San Francisco. Obviously, Kittle's coming back. So that that's going to eat into Ayuk a little bit here. But I feel like this is a nice move to move back just four spots and pick up Brandon Ayuk. Right. And I don't think it's a huge win in value or anything, but I do like this deal. Um, you know, there are guys at five who you probably aren't going to get at nine, uh, especially if you're targeting a quarterback. But if you're good at that position, uh, rookie draft picks, they're kind of a crapshoot, no matter how good of a film or metric evaluator you are. So to pick up a, a sure, you know, a surefire wide receiver two at the very least with upside in Ayuk, I would do that. Yeah, and that's a great point. You know, I mean, we don't we don't always hit on these rookie picks. We've been having on some of the best people in the business, you know, Matt Hicks and Angelo Analysis and just fantastic people coming on to tell you guys about rookies. But the more you can hedge your bets, the better, right? So now he gets this this opportunity here where he has Brandon Ayuk, who we've already seen, and he's getting the 109. And and now that 105, you know, he's got two shots to hit it instead of one, you know, and a lot of times that's what it's all about, is just hedging those bets. 
Uh, the next one sent in from at T Bills AA. He sent me Cole Hardman. Don't don't cry about it, Mung. It's me Cole Hardman. You know that hasn't happened yet. And the 111 in a super flex for Joe Mixon. Now you guys have heard me rant and rave about Joe Mixon in the past. You know I had him as a top five running back last year. He was going to break out. But Joe Mixon's an RB1 when he's on the field. And anytime you get an opportunity to get an RB1 for, you know, a late first super flex pick and Miko Hardman, who at this point, you know, has not broken out yet. I know we like the talent. I'm advocating this kind of trade. If you can get Joe Mixon for a late first and a throw in, Joe Mixon has the elite capabilities to take care of businesses at the running back position. Mung, talk to me a little bit. I know you're not huge fan of Joe Mixon, but is this a trade that you're willing to make? In your rankings, this would be Rashad Bateman and Miko Hardman. Are those two wide receivers worth what Joe Mixon is in a league where, I mean, obviously running backs are a lot more scarce than the wide receivers? Uh, absolutely. I think this is actually a hashtag smash accept. Uh, I'm really warmed on Mixon this past offseason. Uh, I did a deep dive on him. Uh, you guys can find that article at Fantrax from maybe like three or four weeks ago. So I like Mixon a lot in this class. I'm not sure that there is another workhorse running back outside of Harris. So Mixon, to me, has more upside than any other running back outside of Harris. Yeah, and, and I feel like Joe Mixon gets pushed aside so often. I mean, in all the drafts that we've done, Joe Mixon has fallen outside all of the – he's gone in that running back 15 to 17 range. And when he's on the field, when he's healthy, we got to look at the arrows pointing up. I mean, Joe Burrow's back, the offensive line. We have to believe they're going to improve on that because that's what it was. I mean, last year, if you look at things in the early part of the season, he was getting hit in the backfield. And then when you look a little bit closer, I mean, the guy can catch passes. Giovanni Bernard's out. The, the arrow's up for Joe Mixon. I'm buying Joe Mixon everywhere I can because no one's believing the, in the talent. And we saw him coming out of college, even back when I was with Dynasty Refinery, where I was screaming about Joe Mixon all the time. I mean, he could easily have a top six running back season, and I would not bat an eye at that. I, would, I, would, I see that in the realm of possibilities. But when he's on the field, it's top 12 to 15 no matter what. Moving on to our next trade sent in from – Jonathan Pryor at Jip Jip 79 and his team is a 12 team super flex and a plus one tight end PPR. So we're looking at a 2.0 PPR, which that is big time when you're talking about tight end premium. You know, a lot of people say they're in tight end premium. If it's 1.5, I don't care. It's not really a tight end premium. It doesn't change that much for things aside from your guys like Kittle and Kelsey. But when it's two points per reception, that's a game changer. You know, that 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 definitely moves a guy like Kyle Pitts way up. That moves all your tight ends up. And it's a start 10 league. He receives Travis Kelsey in the 109 or the 107 for David and Joku, the 103 and the 112. And I gotta say, this is a smash except. I mean, this is just you're getting Travis Kelsey in the 107 for the 103 and the 112 and David and Joku. I mean, Jesse, can can this be a better trade? I mean, it was a massive overpay on that kid. He got he he crushed it with the with Kelsey in 107. Um, that guy must have known Pitts was going to fall to him, and that I can only imagine that being the only reason why he would do that because it's a pretty big over overpay, especially being a two point reception. That's what you said, right? Yeah. Two points. Oh, no, I mean, Argo, Argo, the, yeah, the he got, got it. Kelsey in the 107. I mean, that's it. a massive overpay. I mean, he, he had to have massive. You're absolutely right. 
Yeah. Yeah. I he, mean, he crushed that deal. And I'm seeing this happen a lot, and I'm getting questions in these two point or one point seven tight end premium. They're like, should I trade up to get into that one hundred three range and, and get Kyle Pitts? And that's not a problem. But you look at Travis Kelsey. You can't say you're going to trade Travis Kelsey to get Kyle Pitts unless you're, you know, Angelo has said he's in that Canton type, you know, range. And I know Mung is huge on him, but every year, you know, you can get whoever the tight end one is for that 102, 103 range. I mean, right now you could buy Kittle for the 103. You know, in, in this I'll, case, go ahead. No, I'll tell you a trade I did last year in a one QB league. Now it's not tight end premium or anything, but um, this was after the season. So I traded Kelsey and I received um, AJ Brown and uh, a third round pick who I turned into LaVisca Chenault. So it ended up being Chenault and uh, AJ Brown for Kelsey. And to me, that's a great deal in a one, you know, in tight end, you know, not a tight end premium league. But those are the type of moves you can make for Kelsey, man. I don't, you know, this guy getting 103 and 112, I mean, I, I, that ain't it for me. Um, if you're going to move Kelsey, man, you got to get that overpay for him. This, our listener crushed it. Absolutely crushed. He killed it. And you brought up AJ Brown, which gets me excited. I'm always, you know, we talk about AJ Brown. That's that mandatory thing in here. And I talked about John's mandatory Antonio Gibson. He's not even here to celebrate. So we'll celebrate big time on that. AJ Brown. Um, Mung, where are you willing to, to draft? Let's say it's two point tight end premium. So you two points per reception. How high are you willing to take Kyle Pitts? I mean, we're assuming he's taking him here at three. Are you willing to go that high? Or are you willing to go higher? Yeah, I think three is about right uh, in those tight end, uh, tight end premium formats, because the upside is certainly there with Pitts. And we know that this is a little bit different in this era of the NFL, where we know that Whoever is going to be taking pits in the NFL draft, they have a plan to use him as a receiver. They're not drafting him to be a blocker here. So I think 1.03 is about right in super flex. Um, in two PPR tight end premium, I don't think it's crazy to go with pits at 101. I don't know if it's a move that I would necessarily make. I don't actually personally play in such a high tight end premium format, but I don't think it's crazy. We're always trying to make those tight ends so much more valuable, you know what I mean? But Kyle Pitts, if you guys can get him, he's going to be fantastic. You know, I'm seeing Miami potentially talking about taking him and and lining up Pitts and Gusecki. I mean, can you imagine trying to stop that? I mean, they're both unstoppable players when it comes to safeties trying to guard him. So it's, it's going to be exciting. The next one comes in from Evan Brown at FF Evan <laughs> Evaluation. E I can't even pronounce it, but... He has a great one here. You know, he traded the 111 and Christian Kirk. Okay, so the 111, and that would be, again, Rashad Bateman area, um, Waddle, Smith, something in there, and Christian Kirk, who, you know, we were all excited. Maybe Christian Kirk gets an opportunity, and then they go and get A.J. Green. You know, and I feel like that pushes it back a little bit. For Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in a 14-team, one-quarterback league, if you can get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for a late first and a throw-in wide receiver – I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is being dumped on quite a bit. I and mean, we've talked about this with several different guests. 14 teams, running backs get very difficult to come by. This is a smash except, right, Monk? 100%. Uh, I don't know why exactly so many people are down on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. We've, you know, I've talked about this a lot on Twitter. I've replied to a lot of trade polls CEH was the number 13 running back in PPR formats prior to getting hurt in week 15. 
So he's like a high-end RB2 with RB1 upside. And to give up a late first, especially in one quarterback, where you know the, the quarterbacks of this rookie class aren't pushing down talent like Waddle or Smith or Bateman, this is definitely a smash accept. Yeah, I mean, even in a super flex, I was looking at it. I didn't even see it says one quarterback league. That's even more of a smash accept. Um, we got to look at this. I mean, every year there's that post-hype sleeper, right? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was moved all the way up to RB3, RB4 status. I mean, people were willing to jump him over Zeke, jump him over a lot of running backs. They even, I, I would not even consider this, but put him over Jonathan Taylor in the rookie draft. And I saw that everywhere. Is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he finishes RB13. Like you said, that's a high-end RB2, and now we're just dismissing him because he wasn't the RB1 or the RB2. You know, And, and this is an opportunity to go out there and buy – how high up, let's say it's Superflex 12 team, how high up would you be willing to take him in this draft? So what would you trade for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Start with you, Mung, because I know this is your guy. I mean, you got to have him above above ETN and Javante Williams unless they land somewhere fantastic, right? You know. Yeah, I mean, I think Harris is the only one that I would consider taking over CH. So probably in that 1-6-ish range. Yeah, I, I feel like that's the area, and you can get him for one, one eight, one ten. That area that that Jesse and I have been talking about, where it's like on the fringe of what you want. Why not get a guy tied to that great Chiefs offense? Um, Jesse, have you been a Clyde Edwards-Helaire guy? I do not own him aside from one team, and I got so excited I could draft him just so I could change my team name to the uh, the the Prince of of Edwards-Helaire. But you know, <laughs> what? What do you have him on your rosters, and is this someone you're actively pursuing to get as Mung and I are? I, I don't have him. Um, I, I think what ended up happening with him was he got corrected, right? Like he got so overdrafted based yeah. on the landing spot at Kansas City, and then he ended up just getting corrected because now he's fallen behind um, Acres, he's fallen behind Swift, he's fallen behind Jonathan Taylor, and maybe even Gibson. I mean, I would take Gibson over him personally, but that being said. I like him over basically every running back in this class that's not named Harris. Um, uh, Mung just said it. I think the 106, 107 spot is the sweet spot for him. And seeing that people are getting him for 111, I'm definitely going to target him now. I'm going to send out my late first for him, see if somebody will budge on it, frustrated owner. I mean, dude, it, 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 like you said, man, that was a smash except, dude, all day um, on him. He just he just corrected himself. That was all that was. It was just a, a correction. Yeah, and, and while you were gone, we talked the same about a Joe Mixon deal where you're getting him at the 111 area. I mean, we almost got to look at this sometimes, and if you really need a running back, right, and neither ETN or Javante Williams go to a landing spot that you're necessarily liking, once you get past that 107 area, start targeting these guys. Start say, Look at the guy who might be frustrated with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Look at the guy that might be frustrated with Joe Mixon, and those guys have rookie fever, and then trade in there. You know, and you might be able to get – you know, Jesse's big on LaVisca Chenault. You might be able to get LaVisca Chenault and Joe Mixon for the 108, you know, and, and move into those areas where you really start to take advantage of your rookie drafts. I mean, so many times people just, I talk to a lot of listeners, they're like, I have the 106, who should I take? It's not that cut and dry. It shouldn't just be, that's who I'm taking. It's get to your pick. Don't just jump in there and grab it, but put it on the, put it on the board. Say, hey, 
you know, I'm, I'm shopping this pick now. What are you guys willing to pick trade? And you could be surprised. I mean, we saw there at the 103 that somebody was willing to give up Travis Kelsey in the 107, you know, just to move all the way up to 103, you know. Right. So shop it on the clock. Don't trade it now. Shop it on the clock and, and see what you guys can get. I mean, it'll blow your mind what, what sometimes people are willing to pay. I actually traded um, my 110 in a one QB league for Joe Mixon. Um, my team was a little bit running back needy. Um, I had 102 also. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to take Chase in 102. I didn't want to be pigeonholed to a running back there. I, not that I necessarily draft that way anyway, but, you know, the thought process of being pigeonholed at, you know, 102. So I moved 110 for Mixon. The Mixon owner was frustrated for sure. And I'm like, dude, I'll take him for 110. I mean, that's a that's a risk I'm willing to take every time because, you know, I think you guys had said it earlier. These late round, I mean, first rounds are just dart throws anyway. But especially the later you get in the first round, they become more and more dart throws. So if you can get yourself an established running back who's in a good spot like Cincinnati, you know, I think those are great deals to make, man. Like, um, and you like you said, man, trade these picks when they're on the clock. Trading them now um, depreciates the value. I know I traded it now, but I thought it was a really good, you know, opportunity to, you know, move him from Mixon, you know, but. Yeah. If you're going to, you know, trade the pick for, you know, whatever, you know, wait for it to hit the clock. Yeah. If you're not winning right out, don't do it. You know, you can wait. And and I, I had this, a guy was asking me, he's like, I have the 102, the 103 and the 104. I'm going to start making those trades now. I go, no, man, let the rookie fever build up. We didn't even have the draft. You know, he's like, I want to trade the 104 for Josh Jacobs. I'm like, chill, just wait, see what happens. And you'll get more than Josh Jacobs for that 104. You're going to get Josh Jacobs plus because then there's going to be that player is going to be on a team now. And then the the excitement gets even more up once you have a player. Only certain play, so certain teams like him. Right. But you have an option at one oh three. We all like different players there at one oh three. You know, so there's an when you're on the clock, then multiple people want that as soon as you pick it then only a select few really want that same player. You know, so it, it, it pigeonholes you quite a bit. The next one sent in from Ben C at the extra point FF. He receives the 102 Julio Jones and a 22 third for Zach Moss, Hollywood Brown, the 108 and the 208. Jesse, I'm going to let you jump on that one first. He's moving all the way up from the 108 to the 102 and then getting Julio Jones instead of Hollywood Brown and Zach Moss. What do you think? This is one quarterback. I mean, I think he's showing off. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he's, I hey, think he's showing you, off. Gotta be, you got a peacock right you got to be like yo look at his trade I, oh by the way look at i think shirt. he's humble bragging <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean it's a great deal man you're getting julio you're getting 102 you're giving up 108 uh zach moss 208 i mean yeah it's a great deal man you, you absolutely killed it bro i think you know but, that you killed it but yeah ben c did kill it you know but look yeah. what is the what is the other guy looking for here i mean what what do we how What's going on? I can't even I can't even begin to like look at the process and be like, oh yeah, no, Hollywood Brown and Zach Moss and the 208 aren't worth Julio Jones. I want to give up the 108 for the 102. Yeah, I think the moral of the story here is uh don't drink and trade. Uh this is pretty much a, a free upgrade from the 108 to the 102, as I see it. So I, I agree with Jesse here. I think this is a big win. And Ben, if, if, if we flip that trade there, I, I sincerely apologize, but I know you smashed it. All right, next one sent in from David Brown at ETL124FTG. Again, just throwing some letters out there. Um, we had 12-team Superflex tight end premium. He had the 101 for the 102 
the 208 and a 22 first. All right, so let's play this out. Let's say I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Mac Jones goes to the Niners. So, are you willing to? Is how much of a difference is there? I'll start with you, Jesse, between Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones, the 208 and a 22 first. This this one's tough. I, I, this one's a good one. I think Lawrence is worth two first and a 208. Oh man, this, this one is is tough, man. This one goes by preference. I, jeez, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm okay with it. I guess I would try to just get Justin Herbert, man. You could probably pay a lot less and get Herbert. <laughs> these these people, yeah, you're overpaying for Trevor Lawrence, and you really don't know what he is at this point. I mean, we all think he's going to be generational, but you know, he he hasn't played a single snap. So, you know, try to get you know Murray. You can probably get Kyler Murray for less, honestly. Uh, I would just try to shop that package for a little bit better of a deal for, you know, one of those quarterbacks that are in a tier above Trevor Lawrence personally, and you could probably get more back or give less. Uh, that That's what I would do. I mean, if you did the trade, huh? No, I like that because I like how you're thinking a little bit different instead of just what's right there in front of your, in front of the face. I mean, we all had Trevor Lawrence as maybe like the QB seven, QB eight, and if Fields, you know, goes to San Francisco, we had him in that QB 12 to 13 range. And if Matt Jones is there, he's got to be in the top 15 just because of San Francisco. But if you're giving up the, the 102 and a second and a first, yeah, you're right. You might be able to get Kyler Murray, and we've seen what he can do. You know, I mean, we've seen what – and uh, I know Mung's guy that he's been buying up everywhere, and he has all the way up as his third overall ranked Superflex player. Get Dak Prescott, you know, at, at less than that. Maybe give up the 102 – and the second and keep the 208, you know, and Mung, here's your chance to plug Dak Prescott. I saw you moved him all the way up to your QB two. It's time to go get him, right? Yeah. I mean, I love Prescott, but in terms of this deal, I, I think it's kind of getting crazy how valued Trevor Lawrence is. And I know that he's billed as this can't miss prospect. Um, and I do think that he has a pretty safe floor and a high ceiling, but at the same time, we, we simply don't know that. Right. Um, this is one of the deeper quarterback classes that we've seen in recent history. But when you go back to the last time that you had, you know, five premier quarterbacks in a rookie class, that was 2018. And everybody loved Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, and Baker Mayfield. And guys like Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen dropped to that late first, you know, early second even. People really hated Josh Allen. Um, so it's really hard to project quarterback success, whether you're an NFL talent evaluator, whether, you know, you're a fantasy talent eva evaluator, excuse me. Um, so to me, this is just way too much draft capital to give up for Lawrence. Even if he ends up hitting, I think, you know, this is just too much of a risk given the relative reward of who you're getting at 102. The next trade sent in from Sean Clayton at Sean underscore Clayton 214. He must have heard what Jesse was saying because he gave up the 104, the 210, and the 22 first for Kyler Murray. And we've already talked about that. That's that's kind of what we were saying the other guy was doing. He's giving up the 102, the 208, and the 22 first. He already did that before you even suggested it, Jesse. So our, our listeners are fantastic. They've been listening to the show for a while. Uh, the next one we're going to break down is Mike Proctor at Proctor ERMP. We're going to go with that. Um, he sends... Let's see. He receives the 101 and D'Angelo and no, and Darrell Henderson for Aaron Jones. We don't need to spend any time on this. You smash the heck out of that. 
either right. You know, in, in this one, he didn't write super flex or one quarterback, but if you're getting the 101 for Aaron Jones, you got to do that. You got to take that. I mean, every day, seriously, even if it's just Najee Harris and resetting the clock a little bit. Next one sent from DJ Mags. That's Eric Mags. He sent out Julio for the 104 again. And then he also traded Henry for the 105. So, I mean, both of those scenarios, he sent Julio Jones for the 104, smash accept. But Henry for the 105, one quarterback league. Mung, talk to me a little bit about that one. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this one. Uh, I'm assuming that this is Derek, not Hunter Henry. But uh, just FYI, it's always good to specify so we don't have to play these kind of guessing games because we have seen. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Hunter Henry, he killed it. He killed it. Um, but, you know, we've seen some crazy deals. So it, it's bad to just assume that we're going to know who you're talking about, right? Especially with more common last names. But anyway, end, end of that rant. Uh, assuming it's Derek, I, I don't love it. Again, I, I think that Najee Harris is really the only true three-down workhorse back in this class. So, you know, you're looking and you're missing out on likely Chase, Harris, Pitts, whoever your wide receiver or running back to is. Uh, I don't love this deal at all. Yeah, I mean, if I, I loved what he did with trading out Julio, you know, and he, but let, let's look at this. We don't know it, but if he's rebuilding, you know, that that's an okay type deal. But what I'm doing is I'm trying to get the 105 and, and we keep talking about him, but I mean, I'm trying to buy 105 and LaVisca Chenault, or I'm trying to trade that 105 for, some, you know, I'm trying to trade Derrick Henry for T Higgins. I'm not trying to trade it for just a random first. I want, a little bit on top. I want to get, you know, several players in there. I want to try to package it up a little bit. Next one sent in from Salty Peppers. Salty Peppers FFL. He said, okay, dad, here's the here's one from mid-March. So Salty Peppers, he's calling me dad. You know, that, that works in there. He's looking at, he traded away Matthew Stafford, Josh Jacobs, the 111, and a couple of seventh and eighth round pick for Alvin Kamara. Now, Monk. Josh Jacobs, you know, we he's been getting ever since Kenyon Drake's there, his value's fallen off a little bit. But he gets Matthew, he gives up Stafford, Jacobs, and the one eleven for Kamara and the three one. Yeah, so honestly, I don't want to sound like a mean person on the podcast, but when you guys send in trade questions, you really need to specify because it doesn't say one quarterback or super flex, and that's huge in terms of figuring out Stafford versus Kamara's value. Mom, and then when you get now you're absolutely right and we talk and maybe we need to retrain our listeners you know we always had that hashtag smash except you got to tell us how big the league is are you a contender are you rebuilding you know is it super flex as many things as possible because if this is a one quarterback league matthew stafford just it 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 changes things if this is a super flex league it's got to be a smash except on the jacob stafford and the 111 side well, and here's the other thing, too. When you get into, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth round picks, I don't know if you're talking about a rookie pick at that point or a startup pick. So, I mean, really, there's not much information to go off here. So I'm sorry, but you guys got to be a little bit better than that. And just because you said that, he put something right after that. He goes, here's how the team looks now. So then he he's, he's saying right now where he's at, it's got to be a one quarterback league because he's got Burrow, Dalvin, he's got. Alvin Kamara, Robbie Anderson, Stefan Diggs, Robert Woods, Kittle. Looks like a good team. So Salty Peppers, you know, you got to know what your team looks like. If you send us and don't give us a background, sometimes it makes it a little bit difficult. Next one. This one's going to be a fun one to break down. But Sam Wagman at Swagman95. Love that handle. Nick Chubb in the 310. 
or Antonio Gibson in a 22 second? Jesse, hit me up here. Uh, first, I want to apologize to people. If you see me leaving, my, I have a little son, and uh, I'm kind of watching him while I'm doing this a little bit, and he's kind of having a little bit of a rough night. So I'm sorry that I had to leave here and there. Um, I just want to apologize to you and everybody who's listening kind of and, and just let them know that's kind of what happened. Um, so Chubb and 310 for Gibson in the second. Um, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it depends. What, what Was it a 22-second or was it a 20? 22-second, 20, um, yep. Okay. Yeah. So what I would do with that 22 second is I would use that as a piece to move up in this draft, um, try to target a player maybe or a tier like we were speaking earlier and try to jump into that tier. I personally really like Gibson a lot. Um, I'm a I'm a big fan of Chubb also, but um, man, that Gibson, man, he he's uh, he's incredible. And I'm, I'm pretty OK with doing this. I would obviously maybe like to get a little bit more, but, you know, this is the deal. And I, I think I'm OK with it. Yeah, I think most people have Chubb slightly above Gibson, you know, pretty similar in ranks. Giving up a 22-second, it might be worth moving into that range. Um, Mung, anything to add to that trade? Yeah, I mean, I, I have these two running backs ranked pretty closely. Uh, so for me, might as well go down to that younger back. Uh, and then we also know that both are kind of in those splits. Uh, you know, you've got J.D. McKissick and Kareem Hunt there. Um, so maybe the second ends up fairly early and I think that's enough for me to, you know, move from Chubb to Gibson, who I don't see as much of a downgrade if at all. Yeah. I like that. Next one comes from part of our smash except crew, you know, a guy behind the scenes a little bit, Jason Thomas, you know, at DHH underscore skin man, awesome guy to talk to about trades and he's always trying to win. So we definitely know which side he has here. Uh, 12 team PPR tight end premium. He gave the one twelve. Of course he won the league. And Leonard Fournette for Juju, the two eleven and a twenty two third. Mung, I mean, we, you're, you're our Bucks resident here. Fournette's obviously back. We get that one twelve in a non super flex for Juju in the two eleven. Yeah, I mean, I like it uh, again in non super flex and one quarterback leagues. The one twelve, you're not getting a premier player there. Um, I'm not super high on Juju, but I think the target volume is going to be there again. Uh, going back to Pittsburgh on that one-year deal with Ben Roethlisberger. And then I assume this is before they signed Bernard because Fournette had a lot more value back then. Um, I don't see any of the Bucks running backs producing consistently on a weekly basis. So I, I do prefer the Juju side here. And we talk about this a lot. Is like we always reference Superflex on the Smash Except podcast. And that's why we say we want them late first and early seconds. But when you're talking one quarterback league, I mean, there are five quarterbacks going to the first round of Superflex. So when we talk about one quarterback, I mean, we're looking at, you know, you're obviously taking Harris. You got Etienne. You got Javante Williams. You got Chase. You got Smith and Waddle, Bateman. And now all of a sudden you get to 108 and you're like, ooh, you know, we, we got to start pushing some of these guys up without landing spots. And people are going to probably jump in and try to get some of these running backs that get a decent position. So. A late first in a one quarterback versus a late first in a super flex. And we're not even talking about the same territory. And if it's a one quarterback league, you can push them all day. See what kind of talent you can get just for that name cachet of it being a first round pick. Speaking of smash except crew, Dynasty Day Trader at FF Day Trader. Another guy from our, our group. Fantastic guy. You know, highly knowledgeable. Made a trade here. He gives, says, traded Saquon Barkley. Mike Gusecki in the 303 and the 306 and the 310 
for the 104? The 106. Wait, this is this can't be right. We're just going to assume he won this trade. <laughs> but let's talk about Saquon Barkley and rookie picks, Jesse. I mean, we, Saquon Barkley gets keeps getting pushed back, pushed back, and people forget what kind of freak he is on the field. What are you willing to pay for Saquon Barkley? I mean, yeah, I'm willing to pay pretty much anything for him at this point. Uh, two first, I'd easily give up, um, especially – with this class, I mean, we talked about this class, and you said it perfectly. The big difference between super flex and not super flex is pretty massive in this class because of it being so um, QB heavy. Um, and then if you add super flex into it, you know, with Kyle Pitts being in there, it really pushes that format. But if you're talking about a non-super flex and non, dude, you can move those late first, pair it with one of these early first. And if you can maneuver that into Barkley, man, that's a massive W, in my opinion, anyway. Um, I'm willing to pay two firsts in a, in a, in a non-superflex. In a superflex, I'm even way, willing to pay two firsts, um, definitely. And, you know, if they want a little bit of sweetener, man, you can give them, you can throw them a late second, man. Barkley's an absolute monster, man. I would 100% uh, be willing to move him. I mean, move for him. I'm sorry. I like it. We got a question here from Daniel Reeves. You know, Daniel Reeves says, pumped to listen to tonight's podcast. You guys do a great job. He owns the 104, and this one's a little bit impromptu. So he owns the 104, the 105, and the 107. Would you trade the 105 and the 107 to get 103 and 202, looking to get two running backs in this class? So I'm assuming he's talking one quarterback league because he's looking to get two running backs in that top range. Are you willing to give up 105 and 107 to move up to get 103 and 202 in this class, Mom? Um, I think it's about right because I, I really have to think about this one right now. <laughs> Because right. I do have Chase and Harris and Pitts in that top tier for me in one quarterback. Um, but again, like I said, I, I keep wanting to move Waddle up into that top tier. That's how much I like him. Uh, and then depending on where Etienne lands, you know, he could be a solid piece at 105. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you have enough depth where you can cover that move and you want to get a premier asset at 103, I, I don't have an issue with it. Yeah, I mean, if it's one quarterback, we're looking at 103 and 104. I mean, Harris is going to be gone, so he's got to, you know, potentially looking at double-tapping Javante Williams and Travis Etienne, but we don't know where they're landing yet, so I would hold off on that. You know, I wouldn't jump into that trade just yet, you know, and hit us up. Like always, you know, you can find all of our Twitter handles on here. Hit us up in DM, and we'll, we'll break down your whole roster for you. I mean, we love doing that kind of stuff. Next one sent in from Trevor's Ray of Sunshine. Sunshine, T-Law, Sonny B. He trades. You guys are going to love this one. This is a 10-team super flex. He gave up Joe Burrow, Antonio Gibson, and the 202 for Trevor Lawrence, the 105, and the 304. So let's call this – let's take out the picks, and let's just call this Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, at, at five, let's call that Kyle Pitts. Joe Burrow and Antonio Gibson. And then Kyle Pitts and Trevor Lawrence. We talked about this before. We've seen what Joe Burrow can do. We don't know about Trevor Lawrence, and I don't want to. I don't want to take anything away from Trevor's ray of sunshine here. But what do you guys think of this? Yeah, I, I prefer um, the Joe Burrow side here, and I, I wouldn't take out those picks because one of them on the Burrow Gibson side was the 202 which in a 10 team super flex is the number 12 pick and there are a lot of good players left there um, you might be able to get a Bateman Devonta Smith Waddle guys like that at the 202 in a 10 team super flex so 
Burrow and Gibson with the 101 and 105 more or less is a wash in value, but I think getting that 202 pushes it to that side. Yeah, I was taking that out because I felt like that was an, uh, an overpay, you know, and he still has the 103 and the 106, and he loves Trevor Lawrence. That's his guy. We always advocate go get your guy because at the end of the day, it's about having fun. I mean, honestly, you know, if your name is Trevor's Ray of Sunshine, you go get Trevor Lawrence. You know, you <laughs> go do that. And I, I feel like Joe Burrow in the 202 might have got it done, but it's that 101. And know your league mates because if this is your league mate's team name, he's going after him. So, yeah, the next one. Sent from, hold on, cross this out here. Another Smash Except Crew guy, fantastic, Dave Kluge. We love Dave Kluge. He was on here last week. His trade is not letting me pull it up. Is we're looking at the 108. Hold on. He got the 108 for Austin Eckler. I can't read this at all. I'm definitely cutting this one out. <laughs> Anybody know how to read that one? Did he get? I think oh, he no. gave up. Okay, all right, all right. I got it now. I got it. Sorry. I'm all right. So we have the 108, Austin Eckler, Allen Robinson, and Cole Komet was what he received for the 106, Travis Kelsey, and Kenyon Drake in a two quarterback, no tight end premium, three wide receivers. So he gets Eckler, 108, and Robinson and Komet gives up Kelsey in the 106. You almost got to write this one down. This is a lot to break down. Uh Jesse, what do you think of this trade? Another one just humble bragging here, right? Like, I mean, dude, <laughs> it, 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 clearly, Dub. I mean, it, this is a massive one, in my opinion. I mean, uh, Kelsey obviously is great, but, you know, you're getting kind of a wash with Robinson and Komet, you know, for Kelsey. I mean, that's that's a wash right there. And you're getting a huge upgrade from Drake to Eckler. And then the, you move back two picks. I'm, I'm pretty okay with moving back from – I mean, yeah, Harris to Williams, maybe. I mean, that's that. that I'm I'm pr very good with this trade. I think he made out very well, um, in my opinion. And apparently, know your league mate because then one of his league mates, Len Barson, put in. It helps the team to know that this guy has a boner for Travis Kelsey. Uh, that's your own personal thing, you know. <laughs> that might be a little bit excessive. And he also has Josh Jacobs, so Kenyon Drake's the the backup there. But Dave definitely won this trade. Um, want to thank both of you guys. You know, we're, we're right at that hour mark. We got all the trades in. I, I don't even know how we did it, but we got them all in. We covered it. Guys, we're going to be doing this all off season. We're going to be doing it, you know, once the season rolls around. We have some fantastic guests lined up. I'm excited to say that we've lined up Dynasty Outhouse. We've lined up Matt Waldman. I mean, we have some great guests coming on the next couple of weeks. Um, it's going to be fantastic, you know, the next couple of, couple of weeks here. And, uh, you know, a little bit of a interesting surprise uh, towards the end of the month but guys why don't you tell everybody we'll start with you among what you have going on and you know your biggest takeaway from this episode is is what what should we be saying to our listeners right now yeah i think the biggest takeaway here is that if you're trading one of those early firsts uh you better be getting an overpay right now because basically what you want to do is make sure that you're not going to be able to get more when the pick is on the clock um, and I'm talking about, you know, like Allen Robinson and Derrick Henry for like the 101, something like that, where, you know, maybe even get a second on top, because that's how much you have to understand the general consensus value is on Trevor Lawrence, but whether it be right or wrong, you know, understand that value. And then, of course, like I said at the beginning, you know, understand your league mates, right? If someone really has a boner for Travis Kelsey, then that's who you want to target selling Kelsey to. 
Um, or, you know, if the guy in your league, his logo is a Miami Dolphins thing, you know, try and sell whoever, uh, you know, whoever the Miami Dolphins take at 106 to that player. Um, you know, just kind of you guys know your league mates. You guys know who likes to trade up, who likes to trade down, who's targeting running backs, etc. cetera. Uh, but, you know, you guys can always find us on Twitter and ask us more specific questions. I'm at FFA underscore Mung. M-E-N-G. And of course, you know, all my stuff is up at Fantrax. I have the first two rounds of the Superflex rookie rankings out. Uh, round three will be coming out shortly. And then I got a uh, couple of big name cells that you might want to consider moving off from this offseason. That comes out Friday. Mung, who's the best buy in the second round? Biggest steal? Ooh, let's see. That's tough. I think it's Diami Brown. Uh, I have him as my rookie wide receiver six. I've seen him far lower on uh, some other rankings. So he's a guy that I've comped a little bit to Will Fuller. And I think that if he fixes some of those drop issues, then he could have a pretty good rookie season. Love it. Jesse, thanks again for jumping on. Appreciate all your work. What's the biggest thing that, you know, what do you have going on? What's the biggest thing you took away from this episode? What I took away from this episode is hedging, right? Like we're, we all love these rookie picks, right? We, they're flashy and they're nice, but you can also pay a lot less and get similar comp players. Like instead of going all the way up to 103 for maybe Kyle Pitts, see what you can get for TJ Hawkinson, you know, like, or Noah Fant. These guys are established players that have really high upside and you don't have to pay nearly as much as you would for Kyle Pitts because he's the flashy new guy. You know, same thing with Jamar Chase. I mean, dude, if you could move Jamar Chase and you can get, you know, one of your, your top 12 wide receivers, do it because you're going to pay less and it, it's not it's not as sexy. So, you know, so to say, but I mean, I think that they're great hedges like everybody wants Trevor Lawrence, man. Try to get freaking, you know, um, Burrow, whatever. Um, that's pretty much what I took away out of this. You know, like I know we're obviously talking trades and draft picks and, you know, they're awesome to have. But, you know, use them as the assets that they are, like uh, Mung was saying, man. And don't trade them early unless you know you're winning the trade. You know, if you're, like you said, you know, the 110s, trade those, you know, that's okay. But not the early picks unless they're massive overpays. He definitely smashed, you know, that right in the head. Um, I, I don't, as far as what I'm doing, um, yeah, I'm probably still working fantasy authority. We're going to do the rookie spotlight stuff again. Um, I really enjoyed making those videos. And, uh, yeah. And my DMs are always open. You can follow me, send me, you know, any trade, whatever. At Dynasty Humble Senior. Uh, yeah. And I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you so much. I love jumping on with you boys, man. It really is a pleasure. Anytime. We love having you on. Biggest takeaway for me is go buy Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Joe Mixon on the cheap. If you do not have the top four picks, instead of, you know, having that risk of your running backs potentially not landing where you're at, Go get one of these guys on the cheap. You know, you can get them. If you got those 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 picks, go trade for some of these guys that are a little bit more, you know, we know we've seen what they have. We know what they can do. Um, yeah. So thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the process. Boom.